Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We're Lana Mercedes. And we're the Onion Peelers. So we thought that we would discuss today what we uh, discussed last week during our virtual Mysore practice. So in the beginning of practice, we've been uh, setting an intention and discussing some philosophy uh, as well as just other random tidbits mm-hmm. kind of some discussion of practice and life. So we talked about uh, the nine obstacles to practice. From the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. Yes. So, Lana, are you ready to peel that onion? Mercedes, <laughs> I am ready to peel this onion. Let's try it. There might be a little bit of crying involved. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, we discussed this uh, idea. There's a Zen uh, quote, or a Zen saying, I should say. Uh, and it says, the obstacle is the path. So that got us to thinking, and it led us to... Um, the sutras also has a similar... Uh, approach to this idea of those things that show up in our life, we need to work through them in order to grow and become and get closer to ourselves. Right? So that's also the idea behind this uh, quote, the obstacle is the path. And really, uh, we can either choose to avoid obstacles in our path but then we also miss out on an experience that will most likely help us in some way either gain a better understanding of ourselves or a better understanding of the world around us better understanding of our role in the world and who we are as individuals who we are as part of a community there's actually quite a few of these uh, kind of sayings right this is something that I mean, I think we all know, but um, sometimes we find it really hard to accept or to work through these obstacles. But I don't know. Can you think of other sayings like, yeah, the one that comes to mind is like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger or. That's the one that I think of. Uh, And then, I mean, I know that there's... uh, Marcus Aurelius from back in the Roman Empire days uh, also wrote on this Um, and he actually ended up giving a very similar quote that I believe is used by the Stoics um, as well that uh, those philosophers the Stoics that that, uh, basically he said Um, what stands in the way becomes the way. So he uh, boiled it down also to something very similar. I think it's really interesting how 
you always see things repeated, ideas repeated, right? There's no kind of recycled, right? Exactly. It's like there's not new stuff. No, yeah. there's no new stuff. Even if you think of the Yoga Sutras, right? It, and you look at modern psychology. Or even self-help um, books and theories and things, yes. Yeah, there's so much that's just repeated also from from ancient texts and philosophies. Yeah, yeah which in a way is kind of... Uh, yeah, what am I trying to say? In a way, it's very reassuring, but also in another way, it's like, when are we going to learn our lessons? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's coming on all these different shapes and languages, and and here we are, still <laughs> trying to figure it out, trying to peel that onion. <laughs> exactly. You know, the hardest part of the onion to peel is the out the outer skin. Do you know how hard that is to get off? When that's you're... true. You mean of the actual onion? Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I usually just end up ripping like the next layer exactly. together with exactly. it. And then my onion is too small. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we, we talked about this, the obstacles, the path, as a theme because it was really timely uh, especially because we had to switch from physically seeing everybody in the Mysore Shala to um, to a virtual platform and trying to maintain contact with students and contact with our practice but then we needed to you know have our practice alone at home and um, so finding different ways of virtually being together And that is definitely a hindrance or can definitely be a hindrance, an obstacle. So it seemed really apropos to uh, have that as have this as a theme, the Sen proverb, the obstacles, the path. But really, honestly, it doesn't matter if it's COVID-19 or something else. There will always be something. There will always be something. And right, they always say that hindsight is twenty twenty. That usually it's those obstacles or those things in our in our life that we really struggle with that end up being the greatest teachers in our life that end up being the greatest moments of growth. Definitely. Um, Which is interesting because, in a way, I don't know if you. Well, if I look at my life, it's like. You're always busy with some kind of obstacle, right? Or I think or <laughs> multiple obstacles. Yeah, or multitasking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. multi-obstacle. Juggling uh, many obstacles. Like, I don't know. Sometimes we tend to think about them in a negative way, but they kind of have to be there so that we can live this life and kind of start to understand who we are and also to evolve ourselves. I mean, if everything would be always served in a silver platter or... Like, I wonder what life would be like. Yeah. I think it would be really boring. Definitely. Well, then I wonder, though. <laughs> or very peaceful. Or very peaceful. <laughs> I wonder about that as well. Because I think that sometimes... I think for some people, that would be fine. I think for, you mean like smooth sailing? 
Yeah, I think that some, you know, I think there are also people who go through life and don't ask, don't pose the greater questions of life. They're not busy with what we're calling the path, right? And I think maybe also generally, like, what is the path? Surely, but I'm sure that they're going to come across some kind of obstacle, whether small or huge, at some point. But let's let's say... Like, I think it's pretty impossible to live an obstacle-less life. Yeah. But let's say life was made so that there were absolutely no obstacles. Would that be... Would that be utopia? Hmm... I think that I think that for some people it's also we make an we make the obstacle because we want to grow. You know, like at some point if let's say there's a utopia and everything is just no obstacles, everything is easy, peasy, one, two, three Z. Mm-hmm. I think that there are people who will begin to question Yes. Yeah. But what is this all for? And then that becomes the obstacle. And then that's, yeah. Or not, or maybe they are enlightened beings and they don't need to, but... <laughs> Lana's cats are <laughs> chewing on my legs, by the way. So if you hear something, you know why. That's so funny. <laughs> or I also wonder, another thing, like... Some people will see something super small as like the biggest obstacle ever and kind of just really struggle with that and dwell in that. And others will really find it just something positive to make out of it and move on. Yeah. Um, So I guess it's also important to become more resilient. Yeah. Yeah. I think also understanding our own perspective, getting some kind of grasp on how we see, how we perceive things. Yeah, do we make do we make a mountain out of a molehill? <laughs> yeah, or or vice versa? Do we downplay the yeah uh, weight of something and brush it off? I think you can have go both, both ways. Both. I mean, having come from a country, which is Argentina, for those of you that you don't know, uh, we're now, after living away from that type of culture for like more than 20 years, I can really see how, um, yeah, I don't want to say dramatic, but I will say dramatic <laughs> some cultures are and how... Uh, it's like rather than just working through the obstacle, it's all about like, mm, I don't know, smearing yourself in this obstacle glue. Yeah, and then coming to a culture in the Netherlands where it's <laughs> du maar gewoon. Like, That's also is, true. Yeah, where everything goes. It's like just, or, or just bringing everything to a... Yeah, like a, to like minimize a, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, I guess somewhere in between should be... A nice balance. Yeah. I think if we think, um, because we were talking about seeing this in a negative or positive light, that we often see the obstacles as negative things. Because usually we're stuck in the obstacle and we're struggling or fighting with something. 
so if we're in that stage of kind of battle, then I think it it can be we only see the struggle or the the hardship. Um, so then it is difficult to see it as okay. Well, once I get through this, I'm going to be I don't know stronger or have a clear view of something. We we forget about that. Yeah, because I think also in that same sense that we will hopefully at some point in our lives come to the realization that we only control how we respond to what happens to us, yeah. that we don't control necessarily what happens to us. Um, and, that, and that then in that way there are no such things as problems or setbacks or obstacles. And then there can be no thing, such thing as a negative or a positive yeah. That they're all opportunities for growth. They're all opportunities to do something different or change the way we think or yeah. the way we see something. Perspective. I mean, even even now at the beginning of this corona crisis, I mean, the first day when we realized that we had to close the studio, we were definitely <laughs> uh, struggling and... Uh, very worried, very concerned. But, yeah. you know, we started to think outside the box. And and now it's been, what, two weeks that we've been doing the virtual classes. And it's been wonderful. I yeah. I was just telling Martin, my boyfriend, I just also finished the LED class online. And I said, in a way, I'm feeling a little bit closer to the students. Because yeah. it's kind of like we're moving through this together. We're working through it. And... Who knows, maybe even after this crisis, we'll also be offering online classes. So in the end, is It is a beautiful growth. It is a beautiful growth for us as people, but also ourselves as business owners. Yeah. Uh, for the breathing space to be more on the map. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. I, I, I think in the beginning, too, I was really... Yeah, we were both very concerned. And then all of these things that we can do, like, oh, I think it also gave us a great push because there have been so many things on our list of things to do. To we're, do we're, yeah. We have so many projects that we're working on, Yeah, making a podcast, uh, making online content, ma making videos, tutorials. Yeah. I think it's been a great, it's very exhilarating almost to see like, okay, well, how can I... How can we together as a business, as teachers, as uh, members of a yoga community even, uh, and members of a community as a whole, how can we provide service um, in a different way mm -hmm. and looking at all the, yeah, to keep ourselves motivated and growing and I think it's been it has been really lovely. Yeah, and also to include others. Yeah, you know, we've been also getting uh, people that we didn't know before coming to our virtual classes, so that's yeah. been super nice as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's been pretty cool. Yeah, growing community in a different way. It is definitely a moment to come together. Yeah, I think in a way that maybe we weren't doing before or. The the isolation of a physical space has been transcended. Definitely. Through the airwaves. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> the through the Wi-Fi. 
Yeah. And should we talk about the nine obstacles to our yoga practice? You know, honestly, yoga practice, there are nine obstacles to... Um, I think if you're, if you are on a path to see yourself more clearly, if you have some kind of practice that brings you closer to yourself, that, that is yoga. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, let's not think directly about the yoga postures, but more about this path to self understanding. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like for example, my boyfriend, I mean, he goes to the gym every day and that's really a way for him to connect to himself and to be more self-aware, more grounded. So I could definitely see this, um, applying for any other discipline really, or even if you don't have a physical discipline, but you're busy with these questions. Yeah, exactly. I think obviously a meditation practice a daily meditation practice or some kind of daily routine for yourself that you give time to even if it's just sitting and you know having the routine of having a cup of coffee in the morning or tea in the morning a moment of quiet um so yeah these nine obstacles i don't think that they just show up um, well we while we are doing yoga postures, you mean? Yeah, and also they don't just show up while we have, if we have a regular practice. Because, I don't know, I guess that I feel like these can just show up in regular life. Whether you have a practice of some kind or even a routine of some kind, that if you are, but they will show up. The question is, are you aware of them? I, I suppose that would yeah, be the difference. I think so. and, yeah, I think the practice gives you like this space to really look at yourself like this is a little bit like the rehearsal to real life right yeah the practice so it gives you the opportunity to catch them a little bit sooner i think if you're practicing mindfully yeah whatever you're practicing yeah because you can also sit down and close your eyes for half an hour and not be aware of anything (laughs) and go to sleep (laughs) yes no but definitely i mean yeah, it can be applied to anyone, anywhere. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, but these specifically are the nine obstacles that block our practice or our progress in practice. So that the practice being becoming self-aware, I think, getting closer to ourselves. And ideally, that's a daily practice of some kind. Uh, daily moment of contemplation. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple obvious ones, and then uh, maybe some le- some more hidden ones. Uh, and then the obvious one, I think the first one. Oh, by the way, these obstacles are called antarayas in Sanskrit, but of course there are different names for them, or different names for obstacles in different uh, philosophies, but they, specifically in Sanskrit, they're called Andrayas. And for those of you who want to look it up later, it is Sutra 1.3. Uh, that's where it all starts. So 1.30, correct? Yes, 1.30. Yeah. So, yes, so 1.30. Um, 
1.3 is different. That's the one that says right Yoga now. Yoga Chitta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's two. Three is Tada Drashtu Swarupe. Drashtuhu Swarupe. Okay, so the first one, Mercedes. It's all about the illness in the body. So in yoga, we call it vyadi, this illness or disease. Uh, disease, of course, we can say call that dis-ease. That's Lana's neighbor. It's funny. What's that? It's funny that it catches yeah. downstairs. I know. <laughs> So illness or disease? Illness or disease and the like physical things that stop us from practicing or progressing in practice. So, I mean, obviously an example if you have a yoga practice is that you have an injury, a physical injury, and that prevents you from, yeah, from practicing. Or um, an illness, you get sick. Yeah, and you cannot do your daily routine of sorts. Yeah. The next one then would be stiana, and that's really illness or disease of the mind. And a lot of times it's seen as passivity or apathy. Mm. That's, or yeah, a nice word is kind of ambivalence. Like, like not really caring. Yeah. Like uh, indifferent, maybe? Yeah, indifference. Yeah. So that we do need, yeah, clarity of mind to, or at least some interest to sparkle something, right? Yeah. Inquiry. Inquiry. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the third obstacle, I think, is a pretty big one. It's called samshaya, and it's self-doubt. It's like when we lack confidence in our own... That damn obstacle. <laughs> it is a damn That's obstacle. a big one, people. Lacking confidence, yeah, lacking confidence, lacking confidence in our own power, our own potential, not being able to see that. Um, or the, our tendency maybe to go to extremes. So just see the extremes of something as opposed to the middle ground. What do you mean? Um, like if we if we only take things as black and white yeah like, like I always do these or I never do that yeah or, or this is my thought um, like I'm not going to stray from this uh, philosophy I have or mm, mm. um And if somebody presents me with something different... It's like, no, no, no. No. Yeah. So not not being able to, I don't know, see that you're at the extreme of, of something. And, yeah, is there a middle ground? Is there an area to compromise? Is there a place where you can shift your perspective? Um, yeah. Uh... 
I I don't I think of my boyfriend's kids and uh, I often hear them say if you ask them to do something or ask them to think about something then they say automatically immediately the first thing out of their mouth is I can't do that well Hello. Are kids in the miser room also? Yes. <laughs> Try this. I cannot do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then in all fairness, I also say the same. So, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah, I understand what you mean. You mean like you're going there right away as opposed to yeah. just giving yourself the opportunity to... To explore and see if, Yeah. Okay, but what potential is there in me to approach doing this? this? Yeah. As opposed to... I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just giving up before... Before you've even, you even tried. Gave it a go, yeah. Yeah, or making an assumption about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a big one Yeah, that stands in in our way. And I think you have different groups of people, different types of people, right? People who are like, nope, I can't do that. And that's where it ends. And then you have people like, hmm, let's see what happens. There, I mean, I think there's so many great gradients of this, or people who are like, I can do everything, and then that's true. That's also not uh, maybe the healthiest. Okay, then we've also got Pramada. So really, that's um, like doing something that you know is not right for you or good for you, but doing it anyway. Or not doing something that you know is good for you or right for you. It's also a type of carelessness or negligence, maybe like a lack of mindfulness. Yeah. In practice, sometimes you can see that a lot when people are just determined to get themselves into a posture no matter what. Yeah. Just squeezing themselves until they cannot breathe and it looks like their eyeballs are about to (laughs) pop up (laughs) yeah yeah I think also the the idea of I don't know um having another glass of wine but knowing oh the next day yeah I'm gonna feel this but just like oh who cares yeah or eating another piece of candy, <laughs> you know, like, which oh. I just did, by the way, people. <laughs> Where's the candy jar? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this goes for for anything, or maybe just like doing the practice itself without really paying attention. You know how sometimes we can be like really clumsy and kind of like just not being present. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think there's a part of that that's a little bit more in line with one of the other obstacles that we're coming to, but I think there's definitely a part of lack of mindfulness. Hmm. It definitely has to be if you, or maybe ignoring your intuition sometimes. Also, well, that is also lack of mindfulness, right? Not listening to to that little voice. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if we can hear Boss downstairs. He was wow, just yelling. We're getting this amazing concert. It's the yeah. perfect background for this discussion. Yeah. 
<laughs> he does shout when he doesn't get it right, so it's very cute. All right. <laughs> so then we move on to <laughs> Alasia. <laughs> Wow, he's very dramatic about it. Alessia <laughs> um, is basically... Alessia, <coughs> what a nice name. Yeah, but it, it means... doesn't sound very Sanskrit. No, Alessia. Alessia. Alessia, but it means... <laughs> I'm like, maybe laziness. it would be a nice name for uh, a child, but maybe it wouldn't be so ideal. <laughs> hey, Fatigue, come over here. <laughs> fatigue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really it's the failure to take appropriate care of ourselves yeah uh, but yeah it's a nice a nice word um, a nice word for laziness yeah uh, exactly yeah. it's like maybe it's a nice way to call someone lazy hey you're being a little bit elastic today <laughs> exactly so Alasia is what do we say laziness not taking care of yourself yeah So then we move on to avirati, which is overindulgence, or Mm. being driven by uh, impulse or craving, self-medicating. Yeah. That basically we're not listening to our senses or our senses and our... uh, Or we are listening to our senses in the negative way. In the negative way. That we're listening too much to our senses and our cravings. And not using our intuition or mind to say hey I do want that piece of cake but tomorrow it's not gonna feel so great in my body yeah so this is kind of when we want to practice (laughs) non-attachment and we have trouble doing so (laughs) like uh, being attached to some kind of outcome like that pleasure hit we're gonna get when we I don't know. I really want this. I really want this. Yeah. I really need that glass of wine right now. If I don't have that glass of wine. Exactly. Yeah. And then having the glass of wine and then feeling bad about it afterwards. And then having another one and then feeling bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Which tonight. <laughs> tonight is definitely going to happen, by the way. <laughs> okay, and then we have uh, Branti Darshana. This is also a great one. I, there, of, of course, there are obstacles that are going to resonate more with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that self-doubt is definitely uh, resonates with me a lot. And then this Branti Darshana also resonates. Because it's this idea of that we have all these stories that we tell ourselves. And including the story of, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's also something that we tell ourselves that's not necessarily true uh, so these are the stories and perceptions uh, and, and they're generally a false you know they're yeah do you think like for example uh, judgments like self-judgment or projecting yeah would fall under this category as well yeah definitely yeah because I think the judgment comes from not living up to some kind of view that we have of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That we are supposed to be a certain way, and then if we don't meet that expectation. Yeah. Yeah, true. This is a big one. And also, I think letting, letting the outside world 
inform our action and how we see ourselves. I mean, I think, of course, a, a, an obvious example would be, for instance, how women are portrayed in media and how women are supposed to look behave. Um, and behave. Yeah. That then, as women, we may feel that we need to uh, adopt this, that, that there's this perception of, oh, this is beautiful, this is... Uh, sexy. This is intelligent, mm. and that we then have feel that we have to fit ourselves into that. Um, yeah, external uh, image forming, as opposed to yeah, not being influenced by that, or you know, the whole Instagram. Oh dear, Instagramization. Don't get me started. The Instagramization of <laughs> of yoga and yeah, seeing, or, or just simply caring too much what others think about you. Yeah, right. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Trying to fit into this yeah or the assumption that you need to or the expectation that you need, that you to, need to be to, like that yeah yeah whether it's fits for you or not and then uh, alabda bumikatwa is an is another obstacle so this is lack of perseverance uh, so it's like your ability to um, be motivated to to move through uh in the face of challenge, fortitude. I like that word, fortitude. 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 Is that like strength? Yeah, it's like resilience. Yeah. You can think of it too. Yeah. Resilience. resilience is a good word yeah. Yeah, for this. Yeah. Like not giving up. Yeah. So we right do. away. Yeah. yeah. We need that too. And if we're lacking that, then that will also hold us back from <clears throat> continuing on the path or progressing from where we are and growing that sometimes if we see a challenge coming that we turn the other way or (laughs) i'm not seeing this yeah (laughs) step step out of the way of it instead of confronting it um and then the last obstacle of the nine that uh, patanjali talks about is anavastitatwa which is basically means slipping backwards or losing your footing so it's your inability to maintain a grounded state or an inability to maintain your inner stability it's like uh you have your you do your yoga practice let's say in the morning or you sit in meditation you do a loving kindness meditation (laughs) that's a nice one and you're feeling the love you're feeling the bhav it's like coming in and you're feeling very connected to the world and then you know you're sitting and you're enjoying your cup of coffee you're still in that vibe of of love and connectedness with your fellow man and fellow creatures on the earth and the planet and then you step outside and somebody didn't pick up their dog's shit <laughs> or, or you step outside and you get on your bike to go somewhere and you get cut off or somebody does something mm. stupid and immediately you drop out of your love <laughs> state of love and go right into uh, yeah screaming at somebody or yeah 
going right into the judgmental minds. Yes. I mean, of course, there's all sorts of great examples of this, but uh, the maybe the, even the the ability to see certain patterns on your mat while you're practicing doing your yoga practice, being able to see certain patterns and then stepping off the mat and after several hours uh, losing that groundedness in your mind and in your body and allowing yourself to be swept away by external factors or stress or uh, right the inability to keep the the space between you and your thoughts mm. during the progress of the day that it kind of being kind of off center yeah yeah do you think that this uh, obstacle could also be applied to for example inconsistency in a way yeah <clears throat> in what sense Like, um, well, for example, being consistent in the practice, you know, kind of like uh, you're feeling great and you're doing these disciplines, these uh, routines that make you feel awesome. And then you start to feel great and then you're like, eh, yeah. I don't really need to do that stuff because yeah. I'm feeling good. And then before you know it, phew, you, you sleep back. back. Yeah. yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so, and also inconsistent in the way yeah like you say in the way you behave yeah yeah like I'm beautiful and calm when I chant that om but then I'm a complete asshole <laughs> <laughs> which hey no judgment here <laughs> this is the process <laughs> so if these obstacles stay around if they stick around then um or we start to exhaust ourselves trying to get rid of them, <laughs> then generally other obstacles arise. Those obstacles that are paired with the nine obstacles or kind of the the nine obstacles lead to these other obstacles are uh, dukkha. Dukkha means suffering. <laughs> That's the big one. <laughs> Pain and suffering. Um, right, that can be physical or mental suffering and dharmanasya which is a negative frame of mind or animosity a sense of dislike uh, mental agitation mm -hmm. like getting being irritable or irritated never have that <laughs> describe it to me how does it feel <laughs> well <laughs> i'm kidding i experienced that a lot last week <laughs> i think we all did the obstacles were definitely leading to some serious dharmanasya in me <laughs> uh uh yatwa which is restlessness or hyperactivity of our body or our organs so you can think of like a, an irregular or a fast heartbeat irregular erratic um uh digestive system mm -hmm. that kind of stuff rest in uh, restlessness in the mind yeah just general restlessness yeah that's a good one or like these people that just need to pack up their schedule doing a hundred things so that they kind of avoid where they're feeling yeah <laughs> yeah uh, and then we have two paired ones 
Svasa and Prasvasa, or Prashvasa. I'm not exactly sure how I'm pronouncing that. I don't have the Sanskrit pronunciation in front of me. Um, so basically, this is uh, our abnormal breathing, abnormal inhalation, mm. abnormal exhalation. So this also goes paired with the hyperactivity thing that we can have. Um, yeah, irregularities in our breathing. So irregularities in our heart rates, in our body, um, and also in our in our breathing. Probably most people are familiar with that. If you become stressed out or uh, angry, right, your breath changes. Oh, definitely. You get a how do you say? Well, not hyperventilating, but definitely agitated yeah generally you start to activate that part of your nervous system which moves you more towards the flight or fight system there's a way to overcome these obstacles which i think if we're on if we are on the path if we're on the path of self-inquiry and looking at ourselves then we start to see the obstacles that arise and then we can stay on the path right the so patanjali says that really the only way to do this is through meditation that meditation is what uh, helps us to overcome the obstacles um but yeah of course well you could also maybe apply that to us i don't know contemplation yeah. self-reflection yeah um, mindfulness yeah just being aware yeah being present yeah I think too you know the eradication of obstacles is when we're trying to move towards an enlightened state but I think if we think of this you know we're not going to remove ourselves from society we live in the world of course we live in uh, a community and we're not isolating ourselves in the sense of we're going off and we are keeping our one and a half meters distance. Yeah, well, right now we are, but no. But uh, <clears throat> You mean like we're not off going to a cave and yeah. just sitting there, of course. That, I mean, I, my, my goal in life, at least I don't know if yours is, is not necessarily to become an enlightened being. I... I my goal is to get closer to myself and to be able to see myself clearly. I mean, I guess suppose that is the result of that is then enlightenment. But in order, I think Patanjali says, right, in order to remove all of these obstacles mm-hmm. that you really have to get into a state of meditation. Well, in order to get into an actual state of meditation, there's so many other steps that we have to go through. And then in order to maintain that during the day, um, that that we're not so pushed and pulled by these things that that even when the obstacles arise i don't know i would like to get to a point in my life where even when the obstacles arise that i'm not so swayed by them i'm not so pushed and pulled in the direction that the obstacles perhaps um might direct me to go in but that I can keep my your distance. I can keep my grounding yeah. and understand that ah, I I see this arising in me or or also sometimes it's like we can get so hung up on it when actually we know that these two shall pass, you know? It's like yeah, maybe not being so stuck in them. 
as opposed to just give it a little bit more space, room, yeah, and be more flexible. Um, but then it's kind of funny because we also need them. The obstacles yeah. need to be there for us to, just like you said, get closer to ourselves. Yeah. So they kind of work both ways. Yeah. Well, just like everything in yoga, is very, how do you say, ambivalent to sides. Yeah. So people... So people... Pay attention. Pay attention to the obstacles on your path. I mean, they will always be there. But I think it's also about being gracious, you know, being kind, all these things. Yeah. Sometimes we can get so stuck in how things should be or... How wrong things are going. Yeah. So there's a nice quote from a man named Robert Brummett. Mm. And he says this. Delusion lies in believing that your happiness depends upon the, in quotes, ever-changing external conditions of your life. That we should face obstacles with a clear mind and an open heart. And not delude ourselves. And knowing that happiness is an internal process. Absolutely. So, peeling the onion to get to the core, the sweet core. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that kind of brings us back to the beginning. That uh, stuff will always happen. But the way that we react the way that we act in the world is what makes a difference so amen amen yeah people tune this for a while if you have any comments any questions any insights please do share this is an open conversation yeah we're kind of like yoga nerds and we love to chat about all these kind of things always and we just decided to start recording them so hopefully you'll find it fun and useful yeah take care out there keep one and a half meter distance from everyone (laughs) and uh, keep up your practice whatever that is for you and we uh, (laughs) we'll talk to you soon yes this is Mercedes. And this is Lana. And there's also Biku and Tai Tai. Yes. Say meow. Meow. Biku. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.